Welcome to Stories from the Midland, a collection of historic tales from Teller County and the surrounding areas. In today's episode, we're riding on the Florence and Cripple Creek Railroad's number six train when it gets robbed. This episode was written and is being presented for you by Tommy Allen. Evening had descended over the strong mine on the night of March 20th, 1895, when four rough men met at the mine's dump to talk about their next scheme for raising some funds. These men were Bob Taylor, Sherman Crumley, Kid Wallace, and the crew's newest member, Louis Vanek. Criminal activity wasn't anything new to the bunch, and when Taylor, the gang's leader, suggested they hold up somebody, Crumley told them about his brother Grant's idea for robbing the FCNC number six train. Grant Crumley managed the Branch Saloon in Cripple Creek, and he saw many prosperous visitors at his reputedly crooked gambling tables. Not wanting to rob the people of Cripple Creek among whom he lived, he formulated an idea for holding up the out-of-towners as they made their way past Victor on the F and CC train. The men of the crew hammered out the details of the robbery, and Vanek then enlisted the help of the crew's fifth member, O.C. Wilder, who readily agreed to any plan the crew put together. Masks and clothes were kept at Wilder's house for disguise, and on the evening of March 23rd, he and Vanek went there to retrieve them. They then headed over to a cabin at the Strong Mine to meet the rest of the men and distribute the items. Vanek and Wallace left and went to position themselves to stop the train. Their plan was to climb aboard the front end of the baggage car to gain entrance to the engine and stop the train at which point the others would climb aboard. At 9.50 p.m., F and CC train number six, which had originated in Cripple Creek and made several stops in Anaconda and Elkton, departed Victor. Taylor, Crumley, and Wilder stayed hidden as the train approached. Vanek and Wallace, walking on the track towards the train, swung signal lanterns to stop it. But according to testimony by Vanek, Engineer A.J. Pope suspected the men were going to try to get a free ride and opened up the train's throttle. Vanek wasn't able to board the train, but he watched as Wallace jumped at it. Wallace caught the steps and was able to pull himself onto the train and threaten Pope to stop. When the train stopped, the rest of the crew boarded. The bandits quickly disregarded the mail sacks, but they did take one empty sack in which to put stolen valuables. Accounts describe them as dressed like miners and good-natured. Brandishing their pistols, they robbed everyone in the coaches and woke everyone in the sleeper car to rob them too. Into their empty mail sack went wallets, jewelry, watches, and other valuables. When the bandits were done, they ordered the engineer to continue on and disappeared into the darkness. They'd stolen about $500 in cash and approximately another $200 in valuables. When the train reached the depot at Alta Vista, conductor Patrick Lane quickly contacted the depot and Victor and let them know of the robbery. Early the next morning, a posse departed into the countryside to look for the bandits. But the bandits had blended back into the local population. The cash they had stolen would be easy enough to split up, but the valuables were a problem. 
posse members had been working their way through the pawn shops looking to catch the bandits. So, Vanek was dispatched to Denver to sell the ill-gotten goods. When he returned, he was angered to find that the others had split the cash up without including him. With the assistance of the Sheriff of Huerfano County, bloodhounds were set on the trail which led pursuers to Taylor's cabin. Not long after, Taylor, Wilder, and Wallace were found in a Victor saloon and were apprehended. The trial started September 3rd. Eyewitness testimony and testimony by Vanek, who had turned state's evidence, led to the convictions of Taylor, Wilder, and Wallace, who were sentenced to the penitentiary in Canyon City on September 18th after the jury deliberated for about an hour. But eyewitnesses couldn't place Crumley, so he was acquitted. Engineer Pope continued to work for the FNCC. In April of 1897, the train he was driving had its rearmost car leave the tracks at the Cripple Creek Yard at Alta Vista. Reminiscent of the train accident that occurred on day two of the FNCC's passenger service, the cause was a mystery. The passengers only received bumps and bruises with one sprained ankle, and one crew member received a cut to his forehead and a sprained ankle of his own. According to the Rocky Mountain News, September 19, 1895 edition, it turned out that Taylor's real name was Robert Emmett Lewis, and he was wanted for a number of violent crimes throughout several western states. Fred Frank Kidd Wallace was around 16 years old at the time of the robbery. In January 1900, he would be one of the four men responsible for the murder of a prison's captain of the guard as they broke out of the Canyon City Penitentiary. One of the escapees was 12-year-old convicted murderer Anton Wood. Wallace and Wood were captured two nights later next to a campfire, exhausted and hungry. Wallace would be pardoned in September 1907 by Colorado Governor Henry Butchell. Grant Crumley later became infamous for his shooting of Sam Strong, the owner of the Strong Mine. Find out more about the shooting in the Stories from the Midland episode, The Life and Death of Sam Strong. I'll put a link in this episode's notes. Thank you for listening. This is Tommy Allen, and on behalf of Trevor Phipps, have a great day. And should you find yourself looking for a way to raise funds, robbing a train is probably not the way to go. We look forward to having you join us next time for more Stories from the Midland. References used in this episode can be found on its webpage. Visit storiesfromthemidland.com slash podcast. At his reputedly crooked... Gra- <laughs> at his repu... <laughs> at his reputedly crooked gambling tables. Vanek and Wallace, oh, no, no, that's not right. Taylor, Crumley, oh gosh, what was the third guy's name? Let's try this one more time.